It's the Bible Rundown, day 82, Joshua 14 through 15 and Luke chapter 1. You're here with pastors Rob and David. So Rob, we've got uh, a lot to talk about and really cool connections to the New Testament as we jump into a new gospel, Luke. But I, I love chapter 14, right? So the inheritance, the portions of the land are getting divvied up. Caleb kind of shows up and describes his non-retirement plan in the promised land. But how would you describe, I mean, you talked about Joshua's a man's man. Is Caleb any less? Dude, Caleb is a dude. He is a dude. 85 years old. He says, you got some Anak over there in that hill country? I'll take that. Give me that great and fortified cities that the Lord will be with me, I shall drive them out, just as the Lord said. I'm 85 years old. I'm going to go take the hardest city you got here, and it's going to be my city because mm-hmm. the Lord is with me. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, let's just talk about this for a minute. You're 85 years old. You're listening to this podcast. You're going, hey, look, I think I think my days are over. I think I'm going to allow the, the young man to take to take over here. No, God's got big plans for you, David. You're not 85, but when you are 85, he's got big plans for you now and in the future when you're older. And those that are listening to the podcast need to understand that God is not done with you yet. God is going to fulfill his promise no matter what age you are. And we're going to get into that in Luke when we're talking about old men. Yeah, we will. And it reminds me a lot of Paul, right, who I think... um, at initial glance, we may think, oh, well, this is a lot of prideful statements that these guys are making, but look at where their faith is placed. It's not in their own strength. It's in what the Lord has done, right? Mm. Um, and I think for us, just as much as the age application is good for us to remind one another that we continually serve the Lord regardless of how we advance in age, even in our youth, so for the young people listening to this, you want to persevere in your faith? Then lay the foundation now, right? Be a Caleb that when your friends, as he says in verse 8 of chapter 14, your the hearts of the people around you are melting because they lack trust in the Lord. You be one that puts all of your trust in God. Learn that now and through the difficult things that you may encounter early on in life, you're laying the foundation that God's going to use in your older years, right. Right? right? So equally true. And then the people get their allotments of land. Uh, Caleb drives out Anak, and then he says, whoever strikes Kiriath Sefer and captures it, to him I'll give Exa, my daughter, as well, right? And oh, so yeah. Othniel rises up, and he's like, I got this. And he takes it, but you were kind of talking about the daughter coming to Caleb and making a request. Yeah, I forgot about this, but this is interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. Because in chapter 15, when she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field. And she got off her donkey and Caleb said to her, what do you want? She said to him, give me a blessing since you have given me the land of the Negev. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper spring and the lower spring. So... The idea is is that she is wise uh, to not only ask for good things, but the best things, David. She asked for, for the best. And I, I mean, 
we we can't take this out of proportion to say we should just ask for the the material best in our life. But the Lord says, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open for you. Should we ask for second best from the Lord God in his spiritual gifts and his in his in his holy spirit and his empowerment? to reaching lost people. No, we need to ask for the best and we need to settle for second best in our life in the kingdom of God and working towards the kingdom of God. And so I think that this is something that we need to learn in our churches is that we don't need to ask God for uh, just, just, just superficial things. We need to ask God for what he wants as his best and Amen. believe that he can grant it to us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's a good transition for us to Luke. When you doubt God's best that he shares with you, there's some consequences to it. Right? So we talked about Caleb and Joshua, these old men in their eighties, and yet they believe God and God is with them. And here is Zechariah who hears from the angel of the Lord delivers him a message what are we to make of what's going on here? Well, he tells them he's going to have a child, but he's past the childbearing years. He doesn't believe that he's old. How can I, how can I have this child? My wife is advanced, and he becomes mute. He can't talk. He can't speak. But I think it's interesting that the Lord says he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Mm-hmm. And he will go before him in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Ooh. So kind of like the people are getting prepared for the land before they go in by Moses. Is Jesus preparing his people for some type of exodus too? Yeah, I think so. Tell us about that. Tell us about the idea of the Exodus here in in Luke chapter 1. Well, we flash forward, right? And Mary, who's a relative of Elizabeth, is also told that she's with child, but she's with the Messiah. And so we have, just as Isaiah tells us, one that will prepare the way for the Messiah to come. We see John the Baptist and his cousin will be Jesus. And when we get into Zechariah's prophecy in 67, all of these fulfillments, I think, have some language that call us back to what we've read, Genesis up through Joshua Mm. so far, right? Mm. So verse 68, chapter 1, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. The Lord heard Israel. He visits them Mm. through Moses, right? He's raised up a horn of salvation, up in the house of his servant David. We haven't gotten to David yet, but through the line of Judah mm. will come David. As he spoke from his holy prophets of old, Moses being one of those prophets, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. But here's the thing, right? To remember the covenant sworn to our father Abraham, and then we go down that we would be delivered from the hands of our enemies and that we would serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before our days. So the conquest of the land, why is it important? Well, the inheritance was where God's holy, righteous people would be able to dwell and reflect mm-hmm. his character, right? Sort of a reestablishing of Eden on earth. Rest. A rest, a Sabbath rest. But we know that they're going to mess up. And so Jesus, the Messiah, is going to come 
lead a new exodus for those that are slaves to sin and death. He'll liberate them from the enemy. They'll be his new people, given God's righteousness through his holy sacrifice for us, empowered by the Holy Spirit, right. so that we can live in the land that he's preparing for us, the new heaven and the new Look earth. Look what it says in verse 79. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet mm. into the way of peace. There you go. There's your exodus, right? Yeah. God, the shining light, guiding the people out of Egypt, out of slavery and darkness and death and into his light and his blessing and in his inheritance in the kingdom of God into the land in which they will rest for all eternity. Jesus will be that one to guide. Amen. And I think for us, these connections, right? It's not enough for us to just live in the promises to come. God has blessings for us now that come when we choose to live in obedience to his word, holy, righteous lives that are sanctified and set apart in this world. And that's, I think, the full circle reminder. Luke starts his gospel by think, by saying that he's writing down these things so that the way people would have certainty concerning what they've been taught. And it's interesting, right? Zechariah, even in his old age, did he forget what had been written about Abraham in his old age of having a right. promised son through right. a visit by an angel? Right. And so if, if Zechariah as a priest before the Lord is quick to forget how the Lord's worked in the past, I think we, just as guilty as the church, can become slow to remember that we've been sanctified to be God's holy people now. Better put up those memorial stones after you cross over the Jordan. Let's do it. I think one thing, too, we can't, we can't forget to mention this. When Mary, Mary's song of praise in mm-hmm. verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on my humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and is and holy is his name. Mary is magnifying the Lord. Mm-hmm. We, 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 have, we have lost sight of this in some denominations, not mentioning <coughs> Catholic, but we, 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 have missed, we have missed the boat in magnifying the Lord in praying to the Lord instead of Mary in a specific denomination. But why? Why can we see even Mary's declaration of how God is good and how he is the one at work and how he is the one doing the mighty works of God and it is his work? Why would we pray to someone else besides the Lord God Almighty? We don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... She calls herself a servant of the Lord, verse 38. Um, So it's, we don't elevate any person on the same level as Christ or above Christ. And so for us, I think her fulfillment points us back to the Old Testament. You get down to verses 50 through 55, recalling again the things that we've been reading about in Joshua. God demonstrating the strength of his arm scattering the thoughts of the proud, the mighty from their thrones, and exalting those of humble estate. Um, Man, beautiful pictures of the gospel all over. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Bible Rundown.